This is East Carolina Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. We are talking one of my favorite things, hired football and the sports objective. Welcome into the Sports Objective as we have a great night, great show. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want to welcome in Kyle from LaGrange. Barbara, how are you, man? What's going on, Dave? As we sit here on a Thursday night, uh, not too many more Thursday nights, we'll be watching a little college football. Uh, season gets closer and closer. No doubt about it, and we're very excited to have back, I think it was two years ago, let's bring back in uh, from one of our favorite uh, sites, Big Game Boomer. How are you, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me on, guys. No Boomer. Go ahead, Dave. Wanted to have you on. Obviously, uh, we were talking, want to talk about Oklahoma, Big 12, but uh, starting off the show, like we found out before our show last night, Colorado coming back home. Uh, what kind of homecoming do you think they'll get? And I uh, just want to get your thoughts on that first off. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted uh, a year ago, Colorado is going to be the first domino to fall uh, in the next realignment phase. And um, here we are a year later and Colorado is leaving the big, the PAC 12. Now Colorado has been a horrible athletic program the last 20 years. I mean, football, they've been terrible. Uh, I mean, they don't even have a baseball team. You guys, ECU fans. I mean, I don't think y'all can imagine not having a baseball team, uh, basketball's been so-so I mean really the appeal for color getting Colorado is right now Deion Sanders uh which you know is extremely appealing but my kind of thing is fear is Deion goes six and six at Colorado a bigger school is going to poach him and go somewhere else and then you're stuck with a kind of a bottom feeder program that really had you know wasn't good in the Pac-12 so I like the move because it's going back to, you know, kind of tradition, you know, the old big eight, even though OU's not going to be there anymore, but you know, Colorado still, it's not like it's a, Oh my gosh, it's a huge steal uh, from the PAC 12. They got the probably the second or third worst team in the PAC 12 to come to the big 12. So, you know, it is what it is. We'll see. We'll see what else happens. I think a lot, I think there's a lot more that's about to happen. Yeah, I agree with you, Boomer. We talked about it before the show. I, I, I personally think Oregon and Michigan – or I, I did it again. I Michigan. kept doing it last night. Oregon <laughs> and Washington are going to go through the Big Ten. Um, you, you said you heard rumors that Oregon and Washington may may actually be headed to the Big 12. Yeah, it sounded uh, – last night I was doing space, um, and, and there was some talk that, that they were going to look at – that they were in talks with the Big 12. Um, so – Right now, there's 13 teams. When you include Colorado, you know it, how 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 many more does Brett Yormark want to add? Um, I think honestly, I think Arizona is a better fit for the Big 12 than Oregon or Washington, just because Arizona, you know, the basketball culture at Arizona. I mean, they, they're one of the best basketball programs in the country. That would be go great. Uh, Oregon and Washington just feel Big Tenish uh, with the a- academic yep. side of it 
way up there in the Northwest. It just, it would feel odd having them in the big 12. Uh, so we'll see the pack, you know, the pack 12 has got to do something ASAP if they want to keep this, you know, lifeboat afloat. But uh, right now it's not looking good. Yeah. I think the big 10 and, and big 12 between the two is going to post the conference apart. And I, it, to me, you know, it, what, what I, what I heard the conference bylaws were, if they get down to four teams, the league dissolves. So, and you're down to nine right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, so it wouldn't take long if the big 12 and the big 10 decide to move. Yeah. So I, I think that the next thing that needs to happen is, is the, is the big, is the uh, pac 12 needs to grab some teams from the mountain West, uh, you know, three or four schools. And I'd be doing it in a hurry. It wouldn't just be San Diego state. I'd go ahead and add multiple teams. Yeah. I get UNLV, SMU, Boise. We talked about this, you know, before the show, you know, Boise. The problem with them is their academics have held them out of a power five conference. Now's the time where academics should not matter. You got to get, you got to get bodies uh, for your conference. If you want to still have a conference and Boise state's a good athletic program. So I think now's the time to get them. Do you think that the Pac-12 would want to go as far East as Texas to add SMU? You know, SMU's got a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I the I mean, they had there were talks for a while that that San Diego State and SMU were going to be the two teams get added to the Pac-12. So uh, I, I would not be shocked at all if SMU leaves, and if the SMU leaves, then that affects the y'all's conference, the AAC. Correct. Uh, opens up opens up some doors for you guys. So you know, we'll see. It's a, it's always a domino effect in conference realignment. Um, let me ask you this, and I'll turn it over to Dave. Um, this is this is what I was mentioning backstage that I was going to propose to you during the show. Uh, let's pretend the the Pac-12 adds four to six from the Mountain West, and, and let's say they don't take SMU. Let's say the American doesn't get touched. If you were Mike Oresco at that point, would you go poach some schools from the Mountain West because they'd be right for the picking for the AAC? Correct. Yeah, it depends on who's out there. I mean. So who is the furthest West AAC team? Is that San Antonio? Is it who? UTSA. UTSA. Okay, so you've got UTSA, SMU. I mean, you could get what about I mean, Air Col- Force. Yeah, Air Force, Colorado State. Those are good programs. Air Force um, would be a tremendous ad for the American, not only because you know Colorado and Texas are relatively close, but Air Force and Navy. Yeah, you got that. You got that rivalry in there, and Air Force has been a very good program over the last. 10 years. I mean, they seems like they win eight, nine, 10 games every year. Utah state's a program you yep. could get. Um, yep. So, I mean, ge- geographic, well, I mean, it, really it, other it, than it, like the Sun Belt, geographics don't matter. I mean, in, as much as they used to. Um, if you, yeah, this team hasn't came up for the PAC 12 again, I'm assuming because of academics and uh, if you're talking geographics don't matter if I'm the American, and they're sitting out there, and the Mountain West is vulnerable, and they've lost some schools. I'd add Fresno. Yeah, Fresno. Hey, I, yeah, Fresno is a great program. I mean, I've, I've been down there for a game. That is a they have a passionate fan base supporting them. Uh, I mean, they've been good at baseball, football, uh, basketball. They need to improve, but yeah, that's a great. That'd be a great program to get. What a sure. national championship in baseball. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Really good at softball too. Back in the day. But, no, yeah, yeah, they, go ahead, Dave. B. Pace is saying that uh, that uh, adding three Pac-12 or one Group of Five per Brett McMurphy. I think he was talking about the the uh, Big Twelve. So the, the Big Twelve is going to add three more Pac-12 and one Group of Five. 
So is that group of five? Uh, is is that SMU? UConn. It's probably UConn. UConn. Uh, you know, UConn. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, they're not group of five anymore, technically. Yeah, they're what? Independent? Independent. Independent yeah. in the Big East in, in basketball. So technically, that's not group of five. So unless McMurphy is just using incorrect terminology, um, it wouldn't be UConn, though I could see that mistake being made in saying they're group of five. Yeah, I think people do think that UConn is group of five, uh, even though they are independent. Uh, like there's not like Notre Dame is an independent, but people still consider them power five. I think it's kind of the opposite for UConn. Um, so if you're talking three, I would say Arizona, Washington, Oregon are the three teams that they're probably talking to. That would be my guess if I had to put money on it right the now. Origi- originally, the four corner schools were the ones being talked about. You yeah. Know. There's just but, the problem. The problem, though, is Utah does not want to be in the same conference as BYU. So, I mean, I mean, it's going to be like they're like they have to um, if they're not going to get into if they're screwed and that's their only option to survive, they'll join the Big 12. But they're going to stay out of the Big 12 as long as possible because they do not want to be any anything close to BYU. So you think they'll try to keep so they'll hold on to trying to keep the Pac 12 to survive yeah, even even if it's so. lesser than they've won it two years in a row. They think it's their conference. So well, I mean they want to keep it together. And uh, Boomer and uh, Kyle, this is what he's saying. He said UConn, UNLV, San Diego State, and Memphis are group of five targeted. Those are the group of five teams. Okay, so no SMU. So mul- multiple group of five teams. Uh, and, uh, that's a uh, that's interesting. Uh, particularly the Big Twelve with San Diego State. That that would just be trying to. I mean, do they have some vendetta against the Mountain West? Or excuse me, against uh, the Pac twelve at this point? If they're trying to add San Diego State to the, <laughs> to the Big Twelve, I mean, what 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 is the point I mean, of that? I could actually see. Uh, I think Kyle and I agree on the fact that Mountain. The Mountain West, when you have UNLV, when you know Waresco is going to have big markets, UNLV, San Diego State, uh, for example, they're two right off the top of my head. We were talking about uh, Mount. There's a lot of great Mountain West teams. In fact, I think that conference is very underrated, like the American. You put those two conferences together, some kind of super conference. Um, that's about Boomer, uh, Kyle, and I, we talk about it. We may, whether we like things or don't like things, that we know the way things are headed. And I think that. That's the way the American, we were talking about TV deals in the green room. That's the way the American can get a much bigger deal and really be relevant in the years to come, especially Kyle and I are worried, obviously, about the playoff and the 12-team playoff. That would really bode well for us to have teams from the American and teams from the Mountain West together. Yeah, absolutely, because those are, I mean, probably two of the strongest group of five conferences. I guess the Sun Belt's up there, so... Well, if you if the Pac-12 is going to be taking teams from the Mountain West, and then if the Big 12 is – I don't understand why the Big 12 would be looking at teams from the Mountain West at this point. But yeah, if they are, um, if they are, then the Mountain West, you know, really will lose a lot of teams in this potentially. And like I was saying, it, I think the American will have the chance to grab some. But, you know, we've kind of, we've kind of beat that horse to death. There's a lot of fun hypotheticals. Let, let's, let's talk about <laughs> something that we know is going to happen. And uh, we, we know uh, – uh, your name's Big Game Boomer for a reason. We know Oklahoma is headed to the SEC next year. Um, t- talk about that. How, how do you think that's going to affect recruiting? Um, uh, you, you know, you, you guys already kind of re- you recruit one of the highest levels there is. You know, mm-hmm. football is Oklahoma football, no matter what conference it is. Uh, so j- just talk about what do you think of the move and in, uh, in, in year two of um, oh god, uh, your head coach. Yeah, Brett Venable. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean. 
It's great. I mean, it's going to be huge for OU money-wise. I mean, they're already starting to invest in facilities that desperately needed upgrades. Um, so the the influx of cash is going to be great. I am. I don't think OU is going to be in the race to win the SEC every year right now with their roster. Um, I mean, Brent Venables has done a great job recruiting. Um, I mean, he's had two top 10 classes in a row. This uh, upcoming 2023 class or 24 class is looking pretty solid. Uh, it's just, I OU fans are accustomed to winning 10 plus games a season. And I just don't think at least first five to 10 years that that's going to happen. I think there's going to be some down years just because the competition is so much tougher uh, there, there's no Iowa States or, I mean, I guess Vanderbilt is a, you know, a doormat, but, um, it just the competition, I think we all can agree is much tougher in the sec than it is the big 12. So, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. I, I, I think that, OU could be in some trouble. I mean, playing Alabama, LSU, Georgia in one season. I mean, you get to play them in a bowl game, but to play those three, like in one year, I mean, that's just crazy talk. Um, but it is fun. I, it is fun for like a fa- from a fan perspective. It's great because, you know, for the longest time, you know, OU's biggest, you know, game is Texas and that's always in Dallas. So we don't get that many good home games. But like when we have Alabama coming to Norman or LSU coming to Norman, I mean, those are going to be massive. Uh, just I mean, the excitement around those games is just going to be crazy. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Now I'm just, I'm concerned about what's going to happen on the field, but you know, other than that, uh, in other sports too, I'm looking forward to softball. OU's got, you know, obviously a juggernaut softball program. Can't wait to see them in the sec baseball. We'll see how they do in the sec, but you know, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about it still. You're seeing Brett Venables, new look, big 12, UCF, Cincinnati, BYU coming in. Mm-hmm. You guys get to play one season with all those guys. Uh, your defense last year was atrocious. Lincoln Riley, obviously, uh, offensive minded guy. We know Lincoln well at East Carolina, uh, held an offensive coach, but defense always suffers with that mm-hmm. system. Venables is trying to get his guys in there to play physical defense. I expect them, I expect you guys, the Sooners, to take a big step up this year on the defensive side of the ball. Well, I, I sure hope you're right because I mean, we can't go through last year again. Um, we all thought that the, you know, the defensive issues were in the past. And then this season, I mean, my gosh, it was, it was awful. I'm still seeing nightmares of TCU's wide receivers just one, running 25 yards behind, you know, behind uh, OUDBs. I mean, they, they have to get better this year. Um, and, and if they don't, there's going to be some serious uh, talks in Norman. Uh, like, what are we doing here? Because Brent Venables, before he was – the head coach. I mean, he was arguably the best defensive coordinator in the game. We've seen a lot of great coordinators that don't turn out to be great head coaches. I hope that doesn't happen for Venables, but he has another bad year. I mean, it's going to be tough to, I mean, this is not a five year. Let's, let's, we got to win right now. And, you know, I I think he needs to win at least eight or nine games this year to keep the fan base happy. Yeah. You you got Go ahead, Dave. That was one of my questions as Venables, um, you know, with your fan base as one of the best fan bases in the whole country, uh, especially when it comes to football. And 
that you were you have pretty much answered my question. I think how long do you think he's going to get? Because uh, you know, part of it is like Kyle was talking about. And you guys were talking about with the defense with uh, Lincoln Riley's system, and then he's a new guy. He's trying to get his own guys in there, even if the defense um, you know wasn't as bad as it was. It would still take some time for the transition of from coach to coach. Totally different style of play altogether. Yeah, exactly. How many years do you give the guy? You know, personally, if it was me, I'd give him three because I feel like I feel like last year was just I mean, OU got just gutted by the transfer portal um, after Lincoln Riley left. And for Venables to come in, sign a top recruiting class, top 10 recruiting class within like a week of getting hired and keeping it just I I mean, getting together at least a decent roster. I think people don't give him enough credit for what he did and how tough that was. Uh, You know, he's still making millions of dollars. So, and he's got, you know, the Ferrari at OU, but I feel like this is really his first full year where I'm going to seriously judge him on what happens on the field. Uh, Cause I, I just feel like last year, yes, it was pathetic going six and seven, but you could kind of see the writing on the wall just with how things shook out when, after Lincoln Riley left. We have a question. Uh, first of all, we have uh, Shell Powell. He says, hello from the Queen City and the host of College Game Day for the first weekend. How about that, Kyle? And uh, he, he says, "What?" Uh, he's, he's talking about Venables. He said, what is the buyout guaranteed for Venables' contract? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, even know. Question. I don't even know. I could look it up real quick, but I mean, I don't, I mean. It's I would, not cheap, right? I would assume it's pretty high. But I mean, OU can will can afford it. I mean, if the if the boosters have want him gone, they'll was it, take care of him. Was it a five year deal, Boomer? Yes, I want to say okay, it was. So yeah. Five year deal typically is going to be your base or whatever his base is after this year times three. Yeah, yep, that's right. So I, I, I think three years, three year. I think I think he's got this year, and then if 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 we go to the SEC and it just gets ugly real early then i think they'll make a change i think it depends on what you do this year i think if you went i think if you go seven five eight and four i think you get one more year but if you guys win six games or less again this year i think he's gone yeah i mean you could be right i mean get a get a fresh start before you get get into the sec um we'll see did lincoln riley i see a question in there did lincoln riley underachieve uh yeah i mean he made it to the won the high had a heisman trophy winner like three times didn't and you know went what zero and three in playoff games, yeah. I would say he underachieved. Um, did very disappointing. I mean, I was at the Rose Bowl when we lost in double overtime to Georgia. Oh and man, that, we had that game won yeah. in the first half, and he kicks a squib kick at halftime, gives Georgia the momentum. They get a field goal, and the rest of the game was history. Georgia made the adjustments in the at halftime, and that game was over. And uh, so, yeah, I would say he underachieved at uh, at. OU and I mean look we watched USC last year basically it was basically OU 2.0 no defense Heisman Trophy quarterback Um, so I I always think there's a ceiling with Lincoln Riley teams and they can get to the playoff but when they when they make it when you play some of these teams with a physical with good defense that's when he gets stopped yeah no no, uh, to say Riley underachieved at Oklahoma I mean you're, you're you're a sooner you know, I, I guess there's two ways to look at that. Uh, he had you guys in the playoffs almost every year, which is tremendous. Winning the Big 12 every year is tremendous. You know, 
I'm sure Texas over the last few years would have liked to have those underachievements that Oklahoma's <laughs> had. But I mean, when, when you get there over and over and you, and you, and you don't capitalize, I guess you, I, I wouldn't call it underachieving. I call it choking. I guess. Choking. Choking, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But you know, my thing is he was, he was handed a national championship contender team. You know, when Bob Stoops retired in that summer before the 2017 season, that team was destined to make it to the national championship. So he was handed a, a Ferrari and to, he should have fired Mike. The first thing that he should have done was fire Mike Stoops. And he didn't do it because, you know, I bet he probably felt some legacy to loyalty to Bob, to Bob. Um, And that cost us in the, in the Rose bowl. It it ultimately, and he fired him a year later against Texas. So, um, I mean, I just from my perspective, and I think a lot of OU fans feel the same way. I feel like he did underachieve, and I know we sound, that sounds like we're spoiled because um, you know we win the Big Twelve almost every year. But you know, it's just it's embarrassing getting blown out in the playoffs um, a couple times and and getting there every year. I mean, Michigan's kind of feeling it right now. That they're kind of the new Oklahoma. They got to win in the playoff now. Um, so, yeah, it's a good question. So speaking of Michigan, I guess this is a good time to segue into a uh, little East Carolina football. Uh, you cover everybody. The Pirates yeah. open up the season in the big house uh, against the Wolverines. Uh, looks like Harbaugh is going to be suspended for the first four games of the season. I know that's not finalized yet, but <laughs> looks like it's going to happen. I don't. Thirty-six uh, point favorites against the Pirates. Uh, do you think that line's too big? Whew. You know, thirty-six points. That's a lot. I do think I, I I'm picking Michigan to win the national championship this year. I don't know how much Harbaugh. I mean, this team is so talented and I'm just from, when I look at ECU, I mean, you guys just lost so much talent on offense last year. I mean, Holt Naylor's is gone. Keaton Mitchell is gone. Uh, Isaiah Winstead, CJ Johnson. Those are your four biggest playmakers on offense all gone. Um, I think the defense will be all right, but I mean, just against Michigan with that, um, physical run game. Uh, McCarthy is definitely improved and, and Michigan's defense is, is stout. Um, it's going to be tough, but 36 points is a lot. Um, and, and I don't think ECU is a pushover by any means, but, but uh, this Michigan team is probably going to be the best team they've had since like 1997. Yeah. I, I told somebody recently, I said, if we lose that game by 21 points, I'll feel like we might go 11 and one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good sign for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the uh, boomer. I was telling the guys, thirty six and a half is very strong. I think Michigan wins the game, but it's more like twenty four. Twenty four would be the low end for me. I would say it would be a. I would put it the line if I had to put it on a twenty eight. I think it's a twenty eight point spread. And I know that everybody says, "What's the difference between thirty six and a half and twenty eight? I'm just being realistic. I think, uh, I think our team is a lot better than. And I, I tell you another thing. Uh, the problem we have with talking heads right now is they don't do their homework and they're not looking at the transfer portal to know that we did lose. Yes, we lost those people, but we also have the running back room, for example, is the deepest that we've had in a long, long time. There, Just about every guy in that room could start. You have uh, Mason Garcia is a lot better than what people uh, realize. In fact, uh, his talent level, he's been at BC for three years. He's learned the playbook. He, yes, he has only played one game when Holt Naylor's had COVID in 2020 against Navy at home. But Mason Garcia is a four-star quarterback, and he's 
learned under a great quarterback. Um, so is Alex Flynn, who is the number two at the moment, but he could be the starter. Um, Michigan is definitely a, a national contender for the, the national championship, no question, but 28 points. And then, like I said, there's a lot of guys. Coach Houston, when we follow the program, Coach Houston, I've never seen Coach Houston this confident. Um, I'm not talking about the Michigan game. I'm talking about for the season. Um, everybody's kind of writing us off. Well, Keith Mitchell's gone, and we only had Isaiah Winstead <laughs> only one year anyway. Um, but I think that people – Maybe that's good that we're underdogs and people are not giving us any credit. We're picked six in the conference, which I think we're more like fourth. Um, so it, maybe that's a good thing. We're picked lower than we. It's honestly, been. I mean, it's a good thing to go into the season under the radar. I mean, look at NC State last year. I mean, they yep. a lot of people. I, I honestly feel kind of responsible for hyping them up all off season, and then they run into you guys in Greenville. And y'all should have won that game. Yeah, I, mean, no. I, I mean, so so yeah. I think the hype teams getting hype in the offseason can be a bad thing. Um, I think going under the radar, I mean, look at TCU last year. I picked TCU to finish last in the Big 12. Um, also kind of an idiot for doing that. But, uh, you know, no one saw them that coming. No. Um, so the teams under the radar – uh, everyone knows Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, those teams are going to be good. But it's teams like TCU that, that that are not getting respect and feel disrespected, you know, are the ones that, that you got to watch out for. We'll, we'll run through a couple more uh, East Carolina opponents and see what you think. Uh, week two, the Pirates played Marshall in Greenville. Marshall was a nine-win team last year. Had a hell of a defense. Defense, they, yeah. Yeah, their, their offense, particularly in the second half of the year, couldn't score. That quarterback that played for them the second half of the year is back. They also got Rice, the starting quarterback, transfer over. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of the Thunder and Hurd? You, you know, I think that they're probably – I mean, I, I haven't done my Sun Belt breakdown yet, but I would probably pick them to win their division just because I think the defense is very good. Um, and I, I really like Rasheen Ali. He's back at running back. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they're going to be a tough team uh, in that division. So, uh, you know, I think them, I think App State could bounce back this year. But, yeah, that'll be – I love seeing ECU play Marshall, Coastal Carolina, some of those regional teams. Those are always great matchups. Marshall week two, App State week three, Boone. Uh, oh, you, you play App State week – wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and, and you look if you look at App, they're very similar to East Carolina, and they lost a lot. Yeah, uh, but you know, Phil Steele, who I have a lot of respect for, I'm sure you do too. Um, actually picked out to win to, to, to win their division of the Sun Belt over Marshall. Did he really? Which really surprises me. I don't wow. see it. I don't see it. Uh, they only had four FBS wins last year. I know they're going to they're going to go back to their old offense. They got uh, the OC from Louisville that was there before, so they're going to go back to what they did traditionally. Um, but I, you know, four FBS wins last year. They went six to six. Two of those wins were over FCS opponents. Lost a lot of people off that team. I am shocked he picked them to win the East. Uh, that's, but, that's, yeah, that I'm like, what does Phil Steele know that we don't? Exactly. That, scares yeah, me a little bit. That, that's Yeah, that just seems kind of uh, – I mean, just how – I mean, they had that that game against Troy where they got the Hail Mary. Yeah. It seems like they were just on top of the country, and then, you know, it was just downhill from there for the rest of the season. Yeah, they had the Texas A&M game. Yeah, beat Texas A&M the week before. Game day yeah, went there. Should. Um, It'll be Carolina. They, they uh, Carolina got UNC got a break there, not a break, but I mean, I'm, when I say break, I mean they. Were it, was a, it was a shootout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I mean, like I'm thinking 361. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking, you know, Marshall or Coastal Carolina in that division. I'm, I'm surprised he has App State, but, I mean, he probably knows a lot more than we do. Yeah, so you look at our first three games, Michigan, Marshall, App State. Uh, to me, I, I'm being realistic. Gardner-Webb after that. Um, if we can start 2-2, two and two, beat Marshall or App, and then beat Gardner-Webb, if we can start 2-2, two and two, uh, I think the Pirates would be in a good good position to, to make it to a bowl game this year. That's kind of my realistic goal to the start of the season is to start 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, that's, I mean, definitely reasonable, uh, no doubt. I mean, I think, yeah, and I think the expectations get to a bowl game. That should be the the goal. And, you know, you win a couple more that you, you that could go either way. And uh, we'll, we'll see how you end up. I mean, I thought last year w- was a really good season for ECU. I mean. I, I think um, we underachieved. I think last year was seven-win team, eight-win team with the bowl. You look at that Navy game was a game we never should have lost. That, yeah, Navy. Yeah. Navy would snuck up on some teams last year. I mean, they – beat UCF. I mean, they, they kind of, they were not a good team, but they had some games where they just kind of snuck up on people with that option. Yeah. But that wasn't the case for our game. Uh, we just did not play well on offense. Um, yeah. and, then, and then you mentioned the NC state game. We could have easily been a, been a 10 win team last year, but uh, who else do you like in the American pre-show in the, in the, uh, in the green room, if you will, we were discussing it a little bit. Uh, you know, UTS, you said you didn't think Tulane would repeat. Yeah. I don't do think you like, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Tulane's going to repeat this year. I, I mean, I think they lost. They've they've got some great guys uh, coming back on defense. Michael Pratt is back, um, but I mean, I'm just I, I just don't think that they will repeat. I really personally like UTSA. Um, yeah. Very very talented uh, team with with you know Frank Harris coming back. They lost Zachary Franklin, their you know star wide receiver to Ole Miss, which sucks. I always hate when group of five players you know, get poached by power five, but is what it is. I, they've got a good defense. Um, they're going to be tough. Even though they're coming from the conference USA, they're going to be tough. And I, I like them. I think SMU is going to be good. Watch out for Memphis. I think that their offense is going to be pretty good this year. Um, those are the probably the three teams on my radar. But I, right now, I think I'm leaning towards picking UTSA to win, win it in their first year. Would not surprise me. I, I would say them or Tulane would be my pick. Um, SMU. Jeff Trailer. Jeff Trailer is a hell of. He's a damn good coach. I mean, he, is. He, is, yep. he, he really is. He. I mean, he I'm surprised good. he hasn't gone anywhere. I mean, I, I've said I think UTSA is a sleeping giant with being in, that, in yeah. San Antonio with that talent in that in that area. I mean, they could be really special for a lot of years to come. And the city has embraced them. The fans show up. They've oh, almost. Yeah. They almost approach it like an expansion NFL team, and I wanted to touch on something you said uh, about receiver, uh, about about uh, Power Five schools poaching Group of Five talent. Um, yeah. We, uh, you know, if you order the you enter the portal, you enter the portal, and you're up for grabs. But uh, you know, th- this tampering issue. Uh, Mike Houston uh, didn't say the school. Um, we we know the school. I won't say it here on the air to you, uh, but there was yeah. a Power Five school that uh, was trying to get one of our uh, safeties and um, uh, Mike Houston reporter on him for tampering because the kid had not entered the portal. Uh, you know, I, what can be done to stop that? The NCAA, you know, if you enter the portal, you enter the portal, but encouraging a kid to enter the portal because you're going to, because you're going to promise him a, uh, a NIL deal before he's entered the portal that needs to stop. Yeah. Well, yeah. the problem, the problem is, is that you've got these, uncertified agents that are the ones that are contacting the players. So the coaches are the ones talking to the agents and 
the agents are the ones that are doing all the, you know, negotiating with the players um, that are, you know, they're the ones that are in the DMs talking to these guys. Um, so it's hard to, you know, catch or, you know, catch someone red handed. Um, and I think I personally think no one's no one wants to to call someone out because everyone is doing it. I, I think that's the problem. I know Trent. Did you guys see Trent Dilfer? How he was saying like, yeah, uh, he, he did. He, your DMs, you know, he, he I'm did. Gonna, he did. It, it. It. Yeah, Mike Mike Houston's already done it. He he reported a uh, it was an SEC school for uh, for tampering. He he our, our head coach has already reported a school for tampering, and uh, so um, it'll be interesting to really? see what becomes. Yes, that's 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 what I was alluding to. Okay, I didn't um, know that. I, that, that. So that's that's good because I I just I hate. You know, when I do my roster breakdowns and position rankings every year, it's sad now when I do the rankings and, like, I've got a really good group of five player and now, oh, he's at a power five school. And it's, like, almost all of them, the, all of my, like, top 50 group of five players from last year yeah. are now power five guys. It's just I hate seeing that because it, it just – it feels like the group of five is the minor leagues, and it's, and it's not. It shouldn't be that way. No. Um, so that the NCAA has got to do something. They – I mean, they love throwing down power and, you know, suspending Jim Harbaugh for giving recruits hamburgers. But, I mean, they, they need to fix the bigger issue, uh, and that is tampering. Yeah, and, and, and to this player's credit, he did not go. He had not entered the portal, and he was being encouraged to by this particular school. And uh, Coach Houston reported them, and uh, the kids stayed put. So uh, good for him and good for us. But – I, uh, yeah, so I, I know Houston, he, he, like you said, Trent Dilfer said on the radio, uh, you know, if it happens at UAB, he's reporting them. So, uh, yeah. uh I think that's the attitude that, it, that the East Carolinas, the UABs of the world has to have. Uh, you can't worry about any backlash you may get from fellow coaches because, uh, you know, at this point, you really got to protect yourself. Well, that's the problem. The, the problem is, is that, uh, I mean, the, the argument is that, these group of five coaches want the power five jobs. So they're not going to rat out the power five coaches if they potentially want to be the head coach at one of those schools. And, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a mess. No leadership whatsoever at the top with the NCAA, but something's got to be done. Yeah. And what you just said and what you just said, uh, Boomer, uh, so that more, more, uh, more credit needs to be given for Mike Houston for doing that because you know Mike Houston would love to be in an SEC school one day. And oh, absolutely! The fact, the fact that he did that and admitted it publicly that he did that it, uh, says a lot about his character. Yeah, no doubt. Big game boomer. We have a question for you from Shell. He uh, he says, "Big game boomer. Who do you think is the most talented player in the AAC that has NFL draft potential?" That's a good question. Hmm, that's a really good question. Well, I think Frank Harris is the best player in the. Uh, in the AAC. I don't know how, what, what, what he looks like uh, from a draft standpoint. I, I think sincere Hainsworth, the center for Tulane. Um, I, I think he is a stud uh, probably going to be a Remington Remington finalist at the end of the year. He's pretty good. Um, there's a really good uh, safety at uh, UAB Keandre swoops. He's a really good uh, hard hitting safety. Um, I think he's pretty good. Um, so those are the top three three that kind of come to mind um you know there's a line uh I believe there's a i'm trying to remember his name linebacker at temple that is a really good i'm i'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name if you guys can help me um it, i think it's leighton jordan i believe uh, that sounds name. right uh, yeah. yeah 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 B he, bubba is the name guy and unfortunately he's producing tonight he would have been oh bubba 
I, 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 I think it's Leighton Jordan. I've watched him. He can fly around the field. Um, so uh, Temple is not going to be a, just a doormat this year. I think they'll be fairly competitive. And EJ Warner is excellent. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think Temple's going to be much improved. The Pirates don't get them on the schedule this year, but I uh, I do think the Owls could be a bowl team. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'll Remember, give you another. I'll give you another player uh, to to watch. Uh, this year uh, for, from East Carolina, Boomer. He was injured a lot last year. Uh, former Georgia Bulldog, uh, Jalen Johnson, um, is one of the most talented wide receivers. Receiver, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think if he can stay healthy, uh, he, he'll 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 surprise some people this year with his numbers. Yeah, he's good. I mean, also Seth Hennigan at Memphis. I, I think he's he's got some. He's very talented um, and, and could put up some big numbers with that Memphis offense this year. And look out for senior year. I, I, I'm going to double down. One of my favorite players for the Pirates. Speaking of wide receivers, big game boomer. Just saw Hatfield. He's fast. He, he's fast. Okay. He's made some big catches. Uh, he's just got to be more consistent. Consistent. Yeah, consistent is the word. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll look out for him for sure. Michael Pratt also as well. But I don't know oh, if yeah. he's an NFL talent. Yeah. And uh, big game boomer, I want to ask you as far as uh, – around the country. Do you have any uh, surprise teams, diamonds in the rough, if you will, when you look at college football? Oregon State is a uh, is an interesting team to me. Um, very, very physical team. Jonathan Smith's done a great job up there. I mean, you're in the shadow of Nike uh, from Eugene, Oregon. And uh, they're just – they've got a great offensive line, just solid in the trenches. I mean, they – I don't know how much Pac-12 ball you guys watch, but, I mean, they just – are physical and just manhandled Oregon last year. Um, got DJ Uyungle out of the transfer portal. We'll see how he does up there. But I, I mean, the Pac-12 is going to be one of the most exciting, uh, you know, conferences to watch this year. I said on a space yesterday that this to me feels like I, you guys watched that uh, documentary with Michael Jordan, The Last Dance. Oh yes, absolutely. This great. this this season for the Pac-12 kind of feels like The Last Dance. Yeah. And with just, I mean, the quarterback play is off the charts. And uh, I, I think they're if this is the last season, they're going to go out with a bang. But watch out for Oregon State. Uh, very good. Very solid physical team. Boomer, um, one of my favorite subjects, because I just I just find him fascinating, the situation fascinating, and you're in that part of the country, is Jimbo Fisher. Uh, <laughs> Jimbo at A&M making, uh, I think it's $3 billion a year or so. Um, <laughs> a uh, and, and now he brings in um, Captain Sleazy Pants himself. Um, oh, God, I'm horrible with names. We know Mike Petrino. About. Petrino, thank you. Uh, Captain Sleazy Pants, everybody knows what I was talking about. Um, how do you, in the world, do you think Petrino and Jimbo are going to coexist? You know, we talked about this on my podcast last week. It, it seems like the national media is really just kind of assuming that Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher are just going to – mesh together and get along and a and going to have a top 10 <laughs> offense. And like I, we were saying, like those are two massive egos yeah, that yes. you're, you're colliding each other with. And yeah. so I'm yeah. kind of more, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Cause I just don't think Jimbo Fisher is just going to let Petrino just call no. the whole offense, you know, make the whole game plan. I, I think, He's got such a big ego issue that, like, yeah. I just don't see Jimbo just laying down to Petrino. Um, if he were smart, he would. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
He's a great X's and O's guys. Uh, off the field, he's uh, not a champion, so shall we say? Yeah, but yeah. As far he's as on the field, he's he's one of the best coaches, offensive minds. That yeah. secretary was pretty hot though at Arkansas. Yeah. you got to say that. I'll tell you one team, uh, one other team that 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 I that I really like is is Texas Tech. Um, I, I think that they have the potential to win the Big Twelve this year. Yes. When you think of when, when you think of Texas Tech, you always think. You know, air raid offense, scoring 100 points a game, then no defense. This team actually has a defense now. Tim DeRoyder, uh, defensive coordinator, they have done a great job. Um, they're a physical football team, got some great uh, defensive backs. I, I mean, it's a different style of football in Lubbock. And Joey, Joey McGuire, the head coach, love that guy. I mean, he's, he's got what it takes, I think, to, to get Texas Tech to that next level and competing for Big 12 championships. And Shell has another question for you, Boomer. I'll put it up. Boomer, what do you think about the uh, what is the dynamic with uh, Q Evers and Arch Manning at Texas? Seems like Arch is not living up to the hype. Yeah, I mean, if Arch Manning, if his last name wasn't Manning, he would not have been the number one quarterback in the rec- last year's recruiting class. I mean, did you guys watch the Texas spring game? I mean, he looked. He, he's he's just very green. I mean, he's not he's not ready uh, to to be a starting quarterback at a Power Five conference yet. Um, he's got that Manning name attached to him. Now I think, could he be great? Yes, yeah. but not this season. Um, I, I, and I think, you know, Quinn Ewers has a lot of doubters to prove wrong this year. He's got to play better, you know, got banged up against Alabama last year. He, he's got to play. I mean, it, the media is already picking Texas to win the big 12 again. And it's just like, guys, we do this every year. Like let's let them prove it on the field first before we just, you know, let them, anoint them to be the champion because it's just I got to believe it before I see it you know they go to Alabama week two I've seen people in the media picking them to win in Tuscaloosa and I'm just like come on guys I I mean how many times how many years are we going to do this like let's let's they're talented but you know we've they've had they've had talent every year so um I'll believe it when I see it hey boomer what is it about Texas school uh Texas team's you have the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl every year, and you have Texas going to win the national championship every year. It's, it's just nuts. It's just Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. They they just they think that they can always uh, win. Yeah, you're right. Texas and the Dallas Cowboys are. I mean, they're basically the same team um, and the same expectation <laughs> expectations every year, and they always underachieve. Um, Boomer, uh, I got a I got a, another Big Twelve related question for you here as we start to try to wrap this up. Um, yeah. I, uh, you look at Cincy, you look at UCF, you look at BYU. Of those three, who do you think will have the most successful first year in the Big 12? You mean, uh, you say Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU? Correct. Who did I leave out? Houston? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Yeah. I think this year, I think that UCF and Houston probably have the best chance to be competitive. Uh, Cincinnati's kind of in a situation like OU was last year where, you know, their star head coach is gone. I don't like their hire at all. Yeah, Scott Satterfield, I I thought he was going to get fired at Louisville. So to see Cincinnati hire him, I mean, that just – that hire doesn't make sense to me. And you bring in Emory Jones, quarterback that's just been from one school to another. Um, So I've honestly – I'm picking Cincinnati finished last in the Big 12 this year. BYU – you know, they get Keaton Slovis out of the transfer portal. He was kind of pedestrian at Pitt. Uh, Aaron Roderick is a great offensive coordinator. But, you know, they go from playing five Power Five conference 
power, five power five schools last year to playing 10 this year. And wow. I, I just think it's going to be tough um, for them. Their defense was just horrible last year, especially on the defensive line. Um, and there's not a lot. I mean, they fired the defensive coordinator, but it's just I, I think it's going to be tough for BYU. I, I'm, I'm thinking six and six. Um, but I, I like Houston and UCF. I feel like they're the most prepared. You've got Dana Holgerson and uh, Gus Malzahn, two coaches that have, have, have been successful at the Power Five level. Um, and I think from a roster perspective, they're both set up well um, to at least be able to compete uh, this season. So those are the two that I think will be will have some success this year. Week one upset, I believe it's in week one. Uh, UTSA over Houston. Uh, yes, that, that yeah. Me and my little brother made a bet on that game last night. Um, I was saying UTSA was going to win because that game went to triple overtime last year. Yeah, and uh, I've got UTSA in that one. He's got Houston. He's a Dana Holgerson guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Is your brother all right? Well, he I mean, played it. He he played at West Virginia with. Oh, uh, okay. Virginia. All right. So there, okay. That, yeah, that there's a little bias there. I've never, yeah, I've never heard anybody like Dana Holgerson. I figure there had to be a reason. Hey, he's entertaining. He's he's one of the most entertaining oh, sure. head coaches on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's uh, he's something else. Um, yeah. uh, then uh, you know, I was gonna I was gonna ask you this because I told everybody I would, and I'm a man of my word, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it. You know, you're, you're, Boomer, we we love you. We love you on Twitter. We we love your stuff. We love your list. But I just got to know how in the world last year we were not the number one ECU podcast. Which one did I put? The Boneyard Radio? Yes. Yeah, the Boneyard Podcast. I may yeah. have thought that was you guys and put put them by mistake. Okay. Um, All right. I, you know, I wasn't even going to say Twitter, the name man. of the other podcast, but you did. So, uh, I, uh, yeah, but, you know, I, uh, no, nah, that's more or less a joke, Boomer. I, uh, <laughs> I just uh, I, I saw that. I remember, you know, last year seeing that. I was like, "What in the world? What 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 did we do wrong to get bumped from?" Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all just pissed me off too much last time I came on here, and okay, I was like, well. "Screw these guys! I'm not gonna." No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I can't. I honestly can't remember what. Yeah, no, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to do that. You're doing it for 131 <laughs> Division One schools, and I'm assuming everybody has a podcast. I guess there may be a school out there that doesn't have one. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys have a good podcast. Um, you know, I've heard other, I mean, uh, fans reference you guys all the time. So keep 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 it going, man. Um, you know, I feel like these are the more entertaining podcasts when it's just like guys like us just talking ball. Um, I think that's what the fans like to hear the most. Well, we do yeah. have a former East Carolina football player, linebacker Matt Smith, that takes part in the show. Uh, Matt's just on location tonight down in Atlanta. So uh, he could not uh, he could not participate, but uh, you know I, I'm with you. I, I think uh, I think kind of the free form flowing podcast, uh, you know, just talking about things and having a discussion is uh, is much more entertaining than these segmented um, these podcasts that want to present themselves as a radio show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree. But you said Michigan wins the national championship. Can you give us your other three? And I'm glad that next year is the first year of the 12 team format. Yeah, right? yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you my four right now. I've got Michigan, Georgia, Florida State, and LSU. Wow, Florida State. I like the LSU pick a lot. Actually, I'm not yeah. a fan of Mike Bobo taking over as OC at Georgia. Yes, that that's going to be a problem. Um, I think, but Georgia still. I mean, they're going to be a wrecking ball. But I think you know LSU and Florida State play week zero. Uh, week zero. I think. I mean that's a huge game. I I 
uh, I, I'm still, I have not made a final prediction on that yet. I just go back and forth. But I think, I, I think Florida State wins that game and LSU, and LSU goes undefeated in the SEC West um, and, and gets the championship, uh, can beat Georgia in the SEC championship. And Florida State, if they beat LSU, they can lose, they lose, the, they can afford to lose to Clemson once um, and, and beat them right. again in the ACC championship since the, um, since the ACC got rid of the divisions. So uh, a lot of talent. Um, and, you know, one team to watch out for is Penn State. I think they could sneak up and be better Ooh. than Ohio State this year and potentially only have one loss to Michigan. All right, Boomer, we have your popular guy. We've got two questions for you. Um, Pace is asking, B. Pace, does West Virginia finish last? In- uh, sec- second to last. <laughs> Since I got Cincinnati finishing last. Well, so. and uh, Joe has one last question. He says, Boomer, do you think, uh, who do you think are the top three NFL quarterback prospects? Wow. Um, that's a good question. Caleb Williams is obviously number one. Um, I don't, as my Drake may, uh, yeah, Caleb Williams, Drake may easy one and two. Then I'd say either Michael Penix Jr. Um, from Washington or uh, probably Jordan Travis from Florida State. Those would be my kind of round out the top three. Awesome. Right. And uh, I got a question. My last question, my tough question for you. Yeah. Will the, uh, this is breaking news that we're going to put you on the spot. Will the sports objective be the best podcast for ECU this coming year <laughs> on your list? Yes. I, I'm going to remember this moment. And <laughs> when right. I do that list, I, I will, I, I've got you guys. He's going to intentionally we, not do it. Like, screw that. Yeah, no, 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 I'm here. not going to do that. You guys are good, good, good folks. Do a good job. So. We appreciate it, Boomer. Uh, yeah, no, no thanks for having me on. on. And uh, we want to ask you before we let you go uh, about your, obviously, your podcast and your social media stuff, and then we'll let you get out of here. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got a podcast uh, that just, we cranked it back up again. You can find me on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. We we just cover all of college football. So we, we talk about the Pirates uh, on there. Um, and then, yeah, I'm sure you've probably seen my list and rankings yep. on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, they're kind of everywhere now. So give me a follow. You'll love me one day. You'll hate me the next day. That's kind of just the relationship I have with everybody. So Are you talking about fun. Kyle? Say what? Are you talking about Kyle? <laughs> Probably. I'm sure Kyle's been mad at me at some point. It sounds like he was no, mad no, about no, the no. podcast. No, no, no. I was talking about one day people love him, the next day they're hating me. I, I don't Dave, mean I talk. think that's just, I think you're speaking of yourself about me. No, okay. it's literally everybody. I mean, uh, fans are, are mad at me one day and they're happy the next yeah, day. Yeah, well, you do you do list all the damn time. So if if, if people <laughs> if people aren't on the list or aren't high enough on the list, they're they're mad. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's have you done top top? Uh, I promise we'll wrap this up. Have you done a top ten or top five uh, group of five fan bases? Because pirates have got to be, if not one, we got to be one. So I think I I have had you guys. <laughs> When I rank like passionate and loyalty fan bases by conference, I have you guys pretty high up in the AAC. Um, I've always said this about ECU. It's a it's a power five fan base that's stuck in a group of five conference. Yeah. And it's because of, that's true. A lot that's of it because of the media market. It's just hard to you, – you, you can't move Greenville to Charlotte, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No. I love the passion from ECU's fan base. I see it all the time on social media. And I got to get out to Greenville at some point, maybe for a baseball series or something. 
Um, when you just, do, we got tickets for you. We're going to tailgate. We'll give you a great tailgate. We'll show you a good do time, it. right? Must do it. All right. all right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right, y'all. Yep. Y'all take it easy. Good all luck. Right, thanks, you. Have a good one. All right. All right. See ya. All right. Uh, appreciate Big Game Boomer. And see, Kyle, He we, we found out the truth there that he got the wrong name for the podcast. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, and, and that was more or less just joking. Anyway, uh, great guest. He, uh, he, uh, very knowledgeable guy and uh, very engaging. He knows how to carry on the conversation, which I right. appreciate. And uh, so, uh, good, good, uh, good to have him on. No doubt, and uh, certainly, I tell you what, I'm. I don't know about you, man, but I am so ready for um, pirate football. I know you're not going to be going to. Are you going? By the way, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to the uh, App State game? No, um, I thought about it, but I'm going up. I, I have a, a house uh, rented out for my birthday weekend, uh, which is uh, the weekend of the SMU In game. October. You got to you got SMU October 12th, Thursday night. Then we're going to leave on my birthday on the 13th, hit up the Boone. Yeah. I love being up there uh, to see the foliage. So yeah. uh, we're going a month later, so we decided not to go. Uh, and okay. I hear all the hotels in the Boone, um, Blowing Rock area are filled up. So, by the way, there are more tickets available through the power that the ECU was allotted some more tickets. So, if really? you want tickets to the yeah, so if you want tickets to the App State game, ECU has a few more to sell. Um, contact the ticket office or go to ECUPowers.com and you can get some App State tickets. So, if you thought you had missed your opportunity, we were allotted Man. a few more tickets. And um, really? I hear the I hear all the hotels in the Boone, Blowing Rock area are full. Um, so my advice would be stay down the mountain over in Wilkes County. It's a great area. That's beautiful. Like Wilkes, North Wilkesboro, that area. Yeah, sure. And it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a 30, 20 minute drive up the mountain and, uh, and you're there. So, um, if you can't find, don't, don't let not find a hotel in Boone, keep you from, uh, from going because, you know, and, uh, just some more tips. Uh, if you can't find anything in Wilkes County, uh, travel a little further West, go over the mountain city, Tennessee, you should be able to find something. Oh yeah. So no doubt. I, that, that whole area is really um, that's really nice. Uh, by the way, Kyle Barber, um, sure. you and I love music, and you know who's playing uh, right now on the in the Outer Banks of Mania right now? Yeah, Travis Stritt sold out. I, yeah. I've seen Travis Stritt so many times. I didn't bother getting tickets, but I am glad to hear it sold out. Uh, the Ronald Collins Festival Park there, Manio. Yep. Uh, it's been there for several years. They've sporadically put on concerts the last two years. They've had full concert series. Um, so uh, glad to see it, and glad to see that the people at the Outer Banks are supporting it. By the way, the uh, and then we'll get back to football. The Pioneer Theater that used to show just movies, they're branching out to more than movies. They're going back uh, like they used to, and they're actually bringing back music. Uh, get uh, they're bringing. Where's that located? Uh, is that in Greenville? No, the Pioneer Theater is there in Manio. Okay, uh, all right. So it's a really good, great venue. Uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to you off air, but I'll tell you more later. But uh, you guys, if you're visiting the Outer Banks. They had recently, they had the chairman of the board two nights, Kyle, Friday and Saturday night sold out. Nice. Uh, but I'm not sure how many people at seats, but they have like uh, first run movies and um, and they're going to keep that. And then they're they're just going back to what they used to do is uh, have concerts. So a lot of fun. Well, I got a feeling and then we'll get back to football, but I got a feeling a lot of these movie theaters are going to have to do that to stay relevant as yep. uh, because of COVID, everything went to streaming and now most people you can get first run movies at home. So I think theater, yeah, yeah, I think theaters are a dying, unfortunately, are going to be a dying thing. And so uh, some of these theaters stay relevant, may have to do what they did back in the 50s and 60s and and incorporate live performances uh, in in some of these theaters. 
No doubt. And by the way, uh, Saturday night, you have uh, Darius Rucker is going to be in uh, apps. Speaking of Boone in App State, yeah, the tickets are still available. But if you want to look, if you, want, if you love Darius Rucker like I do, go to Boone if you're in the uh, Greenville area because on Sunday night, Kyle, <laughs> you know about this uh, the great show. <laughs> yeah, unique format. He's going to be playing a small venue in Atlantic Beach with tickets around a thousand dollars. Yeah, and tickets around. It's open to the public if you want to pay around a thousand dollars. Yeah, but it's it's, a, it's an interesting concept. Um, I you know I, I don't know. Uh, they're they're going to have. It sounds like they're going to have more concerts in the future. There, uh, yeah. interesting concept. Pay a lot of money to have a big artist in an intimate setting, but uh, I, I believe I'd rather pay a lot less and drive to Boone. Absolutely, that's Saturday night. Um, we have a show downtown Williamston Saturday night called. It's a a really good R and B band, Kyle. Uh, you would love called new band on the block it's at our main street stage and uh six to nine love to have everybody there if you're in the williamson area looking for something to do yeah. i want to give a shameless plug because i love the band and uh, the lead singer kyle was on the voice a couple years ago made it to the knockout rounds he's very nice. good um but anyway check that out well god uh, knows i go to concerts enough i i, I go to concerts almost every other weekend going to one next weekend there at church of cody jinks in uh, raleigh so uh, always uh Always, uh, always at concerts. Love doing concerts. I don't know how many of the fans watching the show tonight want to hear about concerts, but uh, maybe we should, maybe we should, uh, should, should, should get our own show just talking about music yeah. and concerts. But uh, let's do that sometime. Let's talk football. Um, we have. Uh, I'm, what I'm excited about is next week, Kyle. Hard to believe, but practice. Yeah, fall camp is starting. Yeah, Wednesday they report Tuesday, I believe, and I believe uh, first day of practice is Wednesday. Um, so uh, it's great. Glad it's starting. Um, we are less than a month away now from week zero. Um, and uh, I think I think Big Game Bear made a mistake when he said LSU and Florida State are playing week zero. I thought it was Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Um, so that's the but, game, games I want to watch. But but week zero is uh, is coming up in less than a month. Uh, you, you have some interesting games that, that day. Uh, you have uh, Navy and Notre Dame. You have Vandy and Hawaii. Um, and there's there's a handful of other games. Um, so looking forward to week zero. Just looking forward to college football starting. High yeah. school football practice has started up. Um, yep. if, it has, if it hasn't started up yet, uh, it's in your area. It will be in the next week. Um, you'll have endowment games went around the 18th. So yes. um, it, it'll uh, it, you know football's here. Uh, Hall, what's Hall of Fame game next week? When's the Hall of Fame game? It's uh, coming. Yeah, it's coming up early. It's early August, right? Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, well, next to, week, um, it has to be either next Sunday or the following Sunday. Yeah, it's in the next two weeks. Um, by the way, wanted to uh, let you know that the App State tickets are on sale through ECU until mid-August. Thank you, Bubba, uh, producing for us tonight. So I wanted to put that up, and uh, he wanted to let us know that. Uh, by the way, uh, Kyle, also want to mention that August the 5th, we have a huge show at Porky's Backyard Barbecue where we're going to be dissecting. A, we're going to have a lot of great guests. We're going to be talking college football. It's like our early preview, right, Kyle, where we're getting ready for those of us that want college football now and you have to wait. Well, Saturday, August 5th from 10 until noon at Porky's Backyard Barbecue. Uh, speaking of a high school legend, uh, Harold Robbins is going to join us at 10 o'clock. We've got David Glenn. Uh, Rennie Angolia, a lot of our friends that cover college football, Kyle, myself. In fact, I hope Kyle and Jessica are going to be in person. We'll wait and see. But um, Porky's Backyard Barbecue, Kyle, I can't. I hope you can make it because the food is excellent, and I can't wait for you to try it out. 
yeah, I'll try to be there. Like I said, we go on a concert Friday night, so it depends on how, how I can get, how fast I can get. My dad's birthday Sunday, so I'm coming to Williamson that weekend. It's just a matter of if I'm going to come Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but he, he, I'll be there via the internet if not. And uh, like you said, we're going to have Rennie and Goya, Harold Robinson, uh, David Glenn, who's now, you know, back with a YouTube show. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be a good lineup. We're going we're gonna to talk ECU football, uh, ACC football, uh, the regional Sunbelt schools. We're going to yep. – it should be a good time and uh, looking forward to it. And come out well, and join be- us in person. If you if you want to yeah. come out and hang out at Porky's, come on out and join us in person and uh, get some barbecue, some ribs, whatever you want. Just hang out and talk to me and Dave. And I think A-Trob, Harold Robinson, is going to be there in person. And yep. So uh, come on out and, and, and say hey. It's going to be great. Of course, Media Day will be most likely the 19th. We don't have that confirmed yet from ECU. But if we know Coach Houston the way he likes to do things, it's most likely going to be Saturday the 19th. So and we not got a confirmed date for Media Day yet? Are you serious? Not yet. Not yet. That is um, nuts. But anyway, uh, we'll see what that uh, plays out. Hey, by the way, uh, Kyle, we've got a huge guest. for Coach Connors has a huge guest for this coming Monday night. You know who it is? Uh I'm going to guess that it's Robert Jones. Yes, sir. You got it. Yes, sir. You win the prize, whatever that is. Um, But we're going to have Robert Jones uh, with Coach Connors on Monday night. So check that out at 7 o'clock. Absolute empowerment. I I actually was talking to somebody um, in a um, cancer group I'm in uh, that I'm still in, even though right now I'm cancer free. Um, uh, He messaged me and we were talking and, uh, Captain just said, what are you up to? And I said, uh, about to do a podcast. He wanted to know what kind of podcast I told him. And uh, he said, East Carolina. He said, have you ever heard of Robert Jones? I said, yeah, I've heard tell of him. He's sort of of well-known in this area. (laughs) Of course, the dad of Zay Jones, who uh, read on our good friend, uh, hoistofcolors.net, Stephen Igo, our good friend, that Zay Jones is the only lock right now for NFL, uh, for guys, former Pirates. Who are in the league, so we'll see how that plays out. I think Holton um, looks pretty safe at the quarterback. Yeah, I, I think you. Know, I think Holton will make the league. I think I think Keaton has a very good chance to make in the league. Yeah. Um, so uh, is Dwayne Harris done and Justin Hardy? Are they both done? Yeah, as far as I, I didn't well, see their good good runs for them both. Oh yeah, no question about it. And uh, if you're watching right now live or on archive, you see that Bubba's scrolling there with a crawl. All the guests that we have coming up for our great college football preview at Porky's Backyard Barbecue. And again, that's going to be Saturday, August the 5th from 10 until noon. They have a great breakfast, Kyle, by the way. seven and How many of you remember the Shoney's Breakfast Bar? It's, uh, it's pretty daggone close to as far as uh, many great items on the buffet. And you got to come out that 7 to 1030. They only do uh, the buffet for breakfast on Saturday morning, 7 until 1030. So if nice. you want to catch the late breakfast or you can get the early lunch uh, starting at 11 o'clock. So um, that's going to be great. And by the way, Kyle, before we, you were speaking to Robert Jones and retro, how about the Homeland Apparel? Uh, go to Homeland Appar- uh, homelandapparel.com. Uh, we have a new uh, venture that we're working with them and they've got those re- uh, retro t-shirts, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is it Homeland Apparel? Somehow doesn't sound right. Um, home is it Home Team Apparel? Did I get Home Team Apparel? Yeah, Home Team Apparel. Home Team Apparel dot com. Yeah, they uh, there we go. Right home there on field. the screen. 
Home, home field. Home, damn it, we'll get it right eventually. Home, that, right. That, that sponsors just love that. Homefieldapparel.com. Homefieldapparel.com. Put in promo code TSO at checkout. Save yourself 15%. They got you. They, they got all kinds of East Carolina apparel. They got a Peach Bowl champion shirt. They got some of them right there on the screen, right there on the screen. The no quarter shirt, the, the retro pirate shirt, the pirate strip hoodie. They got more apparel than that. And if East Carolina's not your team, no worries. Uh, they have pretty much every Division One school available. So uh, go to home. Go, go, <laughs> go to homefieldapparel. Homefieldapparel.com. Buy yourself something and please put in that promo code TSO at checkout. Save yourself fifteen percent, and it also supports the podcast. No, it does. I'm sorry, Homefield. But I usually pride myself in getting the name of the product right. I apologize. Homefieldapparel.com. It's a for not a first time, but a long time since I've done that. So I apologize for. You were talking about Oklahoma choking earlier. I choked big time, and I apologize to Homefieldapparel.com. And I tell you what, uh, a man that doesn't choke that does a great job. How about our good friend? For year, I think it's year number three now for the uh, Pirate Football Playback, LNK Custom Homes, K- Kevin KK Walker. I want to give him a shout out because uh, he has once again stepped up. Kyle, our title sponsor for the Pirate Football Playback, yeah. and it won't be well, hey, it won't be long. Less we're what uh, about a month away from uh, our first playoff uh, playback, I should say. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to uh, having Kevin on in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, and it's going to be Sunday night, typically, or that's the plan is to do it every Sunday night following the game. Um, and uh, we will be taking your calls this year on the playback. So, uh, you know, not that many places to call in anymore. you got the fifth quarter, and that's about it, number of calls on the coaches' show. So, uh, on Sunday night, join us here. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, every Sunday night, join us for the Power Football Playback, and we will be taking your calls, and we will not censor you and edit you within reason, of course. And uh, say what you want, say what you feel. And uh, we're we're uh, we're looking forward to it. And also, uh, got more programming coming up. We're going to be debuting a show along me and a me and me and our good friend Stevie Fly. It's going to okay. be just another sports podcast with Kyle and Stevie. Uh, that's going to be debuting uh, Wednesday. I believe that's August the 9th. 9th. Is the day. And uh, we are looking for a title sponsor for that. So uh, if anybody's interested in being the title sponsor for 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 uh, for mine and Stevie's show, uh, feel free to to hit me or Bubba or St- yeah, hit me or Bubba or Dave up. Uh, on Facebook and uh, let us know you want to be the title sponsor for just another sports podcast with Colin Stevie. And uh, we'll take your money. <laughs> the sports LBJ at gmail.com. You can email us and we'll, yeah, uh, you can also, you can also do that. Consider. Yep. Uh, would be great. And we're, we're having a, by the way, we're going to be able to, like you said, take phone calls. Guess who I saw today. I talked to today. Speaking uh, of retro, he used to call in uh, with coach Logan. Uh, powered out. Yep, I saw Pyrodow today. He's pumped up. He's excited. I love Pyrodow. And um, I told him he's excited about our college football preview um, coming up. And I forgot to tell him about uh, the phone call thing, but I will definitely text him and let him know. But I missed the call. It was uh, Waylon. Remember that? Wait, oh, yeah. Waylon, yeah. Friend, Summerlin, yeah. You. Uh, there's Pyrodow. There's a lot of guys that used to call in. And uh, Al, from, to- Al from Philly. Yeah, Alpha Philly, but there are a lot of guys that we would love, love to have uh, for sure. And uh, Sunday night at eight o'clock, like eight to nine. You remember uh, that guy the- that used to call in? He used to call in um, Logan Skip. Uh, he used to call in the NC State coaches shows. He was from Raleigh. Uh, and he used to always say, if the good Lord willing, then the creek don't rise. Does anybody remember oh, yeah. him? 
Yeah. Who was that? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember his name, but uh, yeah, guys have got to remember his calls. Oh, man, I can't remember his name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Well, I spent a long – I hadn't heard his, his voice. And, if the good Lord um, willing, then the creek don't rise. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, we're excited about this season coming up, and I appreciate uh, – we've had uh, – by the way, Kyle, before we go, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Bubba just popped up there. Team Boneyard. Yeah. Don't forget about teamboneyard.org. I'm giving money uh, to them because uh, the NIL is very important that we keep our teams. If you want to keep the players, if you like that certain player and you wonder why he's going to another school, it's because of the three letters NIL. So it doesn't matter if we like it or not. Yeah. Teamboneyard.org. And you know what's great, Kyle? You can give like $25 a month. You can give $50 a month, a small amounts. And it can make a huge difference from, hey, how about if you're a basketball fan for East Carolina? You know what saved us from Ezra Asar leaving to, for him to stay? And know, baby, those three letters. That's right. So uh, teamboneyard.org. And also want to remind you for the Pirate Club. Hey, Kyle, we're almost at 6,200 Pirate Club members I think it's like 61. Yeah, well, good. We need that. We need that number to keep going up. Uh, you can join yeah. for just a hundred dollars. You know, we're speaking to the choir. Well, what we need to do, Hey, we don't need to tell anybody to listen. Cause they're probably already a member. You, talk to your friends and neighbors. Talk to anybody yeah. that's an ECU fan, ECU grad, try to get them to join. Ask them if they're a pirate club members. So maybe they used to be Tell them it's time to join back up. Jeff Comfort's gone. So Scotty Montgomery, <laughs> it, it, it's time. It's time to join it and get behind this thing. And, um, and Pirates Unite, donate to that. You're talking about donating what you can. Yep. I, I did that, and I'm going to donate some more. You don't have to pledge some big amount if, you, if you're uncomfortable right. doing that. If, if, if you can donate 40 now, 100 later, 200, they'll take it any time. And you can and you can earmark that money through Pirates Unite exactly where you want it to go. If you want it to go to an indoor practice facility, baseball, or whatever. So uh, please donate to Pirates Unite. We need to get this indoor practice facility built. Yeah, and also um, not only the, the two big projects we need, Help on is, of course, the indoor practice facility. We've got, I look today, Cal, uh, I'm not Bubba for the numbers guy and JR, Johnny Robertson, who's not only here tonight, our great friend and uh, listener and viewer. Uh, but we're at about 23 million as of the 18th, uh, the July 18th, and uh, out of 60 million. We need uh, about 10 million for the indoor practice facility. And we need, uh, Kyle, we only need $3 million for the, a baseball expansion. So we want to make sure that we get people to go ahead and give to those projects. We want we want to see those uh, two projects because you know what in baseball we're a top 10 15 program. You know what in football it's um, only a matter of time we're going to be a top 25 program under Mike Houston. They need the NIL and they also from Team Boneyard but also Pirates Unite. We've got to get those facilities up and you know Kyle we were talking about competing for championships as far as like and the American for the Pirates, we've talked about that. Well, the NIO, and as far as the indoor practice facility, that's how we do it. That's how we get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the NIL is, is, a, is a necessary evil. I think that's a good way to put it. NIL is a necessary yes. evil. And um, we got to get the indoor practice facility built for football. It's long overdue. Yes. I Coastal's building one. Um, and granted, yeah. we're trying to build a more grandiose one than Coastal. Uh, but we need to get it done. Uh, you know what? If we if we can't quite get there, let's build a little bit more modest one. Let's get this damn thing done. I mean, we're already Kyle. We're already at right now. We already have fifteen million. I believe right? I could get an indoor practice facility built for fifteen million. I'm serious. We have fifteen, and there, and we were first. We're told about twenty million, and uh, now 
Obviously, we know about construction costs, even if we're not in the industry, it's going up. Sure. What they're trying to do is uh, go ahead and by the time we get it completed, it's probably going to be in the 22 to $25 million range. So uh, we, we need to raise, uh, we're going to be safe and say $25 million. So we have $10 million to go on the indoor practice facility. I'm not a numbers guy, as you guys know. Yeah, but I, I'll say scale it back a little, maybe take away some of the bells and whistles. And let's just get the thing built. Um, you, you don't want to build a bubble like some other schools have. You no, want to build a real structure. But you, you, you know, yeah, I, I saw somebody that looked like you, they might want to rent it out for, for family reunions. The way they were, <laughs> I can't remember what school it was, but it was horrible. Um, but was we, we, we need to get something built. And, um, you know, I, I, like I say, maybe just like with the press box, I think we went too grandiose. I, I, think, uh, I think we can build something nice. Um, you know, I don't think it has to be over twenty million. I really don't. Um, but hopefully, we'll get the money raised and we'll we'll get the stuff built. Yep. Please, like I said, g- g- give the Pirates unite. It's very easy, and you can spread it over, like we talked about, um, over multiple years. So, if you're thinking, if you're worried, yeah, about, like, and you can do it different ways. Dave made a large yeah. pledge, and he's breaking it up over four years. I I'm just giving what I can, you know, here and there. Bubba's um, doing it multiple years. Yeah, I, I didn't make a large pledge, but I'm just giving what I can here and there because I, I don't want to commit myself to something and feel obligated. So if you don't want to do that, don't do that. If you got an extra $100 one month, give it. And then you got another 50 the yeah. next month, give it. That's what I'm doing. That's how it's going to be. But that, Kyle, that's exactly the that's exactly the point. We need more. You stepped up. We have Bubba, myself, and we're not bragging about ourselves. We just We're just saying we're – we're and none of guy. us are wealthy, and, and that's a great right. point that I think we need to all keep making. And you, you got a lot of people that are more well off than we are that haven't given anything. And uh, right. you know, me, exactly. me, me, you, and Bubba, we're we're all blue collar guys, and yeah, uh, it, it's it's not like you know we're making uh, three four hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, so <laughs> if, if we can do it, anybody can do it. You know, within <laughs> reason. I mean, granted, granted, look, if you're in a situation where you're not working for whatever reason or or you, you have a lot of medical bills. I, I got a lot of medical bills. Believe me, baby. I know yeah. how that is. Um, so uh, the, maybe there's reasons you can't give. And, and if you can't give, we understand that. But if, if, if you can give, give what you can. I mean, uh, 20 bucks. Is, if, if everybody that cares about power football would at least give what they can, we'd already have this taken care of. And that's that's the thing that I want to say is there's a, you know, when you hear that, you're bigger and stronger with numbers, meaning the number of fans. We If you guys are out there listening right now, like we said, there's some. I, I think there are a lot of people listening right now that haven't given Kyle. Um, they may be season ticket holders. They may, and we appreciate that. Obviously, then they may have a, be a Pirate Club member. That's fantastic. We're not knocking any. We understand that. But as far as Pirates Unite and NIL money with yeah. uh, Team Bone, and I know there's some people that have strong convictions about NIL with the Team Boneyard, the collective. I get that. That's fine. So guess what? Give the money to Pirates Unite. We need those two buckets uh, filled one way or it helps the, the program one way or another. Um, and I tell you another thing, Kyle, and we'll get out of here. I know we're going a little bit long, but um, we we literally, after we get this done with this first round, I know the administration wants to, I want to get your final thoughts on this. Um, I know the administration wants to do more than the $60 million, which is fantastic and they're spot on. Would you do a, uh, I want to, this is my dream and I want to, maybe I'm, it's, (laughs) maybe it's too grandiose like you talked about. I want to have like a, uh, 
player amenities like they should have done before and like a big coach's uh, office facility that would be adjacent to the practice facility as mm-hmm. the next phase. I know it's a lofty dream and goal, but I think that uh, it, it, to me, if you're going to do that, you build it onto the, uh, the, 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 the indoor practice facility. You already have that in the plans. Um, I, you know, um, some of these uh, amenities for the players uh, are nice for recruiting purposes, but uh, let's kind of take care of what needs to get taken care of first. And then we'll worry about that later. Yes. So, um, yeah. Do you have any weekend plans before as we're wrapping this up? Yeah, um, not a very fun one. Uh, keep keep, uh, keep my wife and I in uh, your thoughts and prayers, everybody. Uh, our 16-year-old Chihuahua is going to cross the Rainbow Bridge tomorrow oh, uh, no. as we are uh, taking her to the vet. Sorry. Yeah, we're taking her to the vet and oh. made that decision. She, uh, she, she, I know she's been she, Yeah, she's, she's suffering and uh, it's time. And uh, But besides that, uh, we may go to the beach. It's going to depend on how Jessica feels. Uh, you know, that's been her baby for 16 and a half years. So yeah. it's going to depend on how she feels afterwards, whether we uh, go to the beach or not. Well, I feel for you. That's a, uh, awful, um, uh, thing. I know it's the, I know you're making the right decision, but that's still yeah. really hard. People don't realize that don't have animals, that they're part, a huge part of your family. So, you know, how I feel about animals and, uh, they're very special to me too. So I feel for you. And I know that the, your dogs are a huge part of y'all's lives. So. Yeah, I will say a big prayer for you tomorrow, and I uh, hope you'll have a good weekend. Um, uh, that's a tough way to start the weekend, but I know that you guys have been wrestling with that decision off the air. I know y'all been talking about yeah. that for a while. So, but uh, as my dad, as a veterinary, would say, you'll know when the right time is. So I'm sure that yeah. I know y'all waited till then. Uh, things are just getting worse, and um, I hate that she suffered. Anyway, um, I feel for you guys. We'll say a big prayer tomorrow. And um, appreciate everybody listening and watching tonight. It's been a great show. Thanks to Big Game Boomer. And I want to give a shout-out. I'll tell you what, Kyle. You and I got a chance to talk. But Bubba is Bubba's doing PA for a game and producing at the same time. The guy's an absolute genius. Uh, we don't praise him enough on air. And I want to make sure I did before I left tonight. Thank you, Bubba, man. I appreciate you so much. And I know you've had a tough time trying to pay attention to us and – also, the game, uh, same time. Kyle, man, I uh, hope you have a, a great weekend, like I said, after uh, what you have to go through tomorrow. And we'll see you guys back real soon. Keep it right here. Hope you have a safe weekend, everybody. And as always, good night and go Pirates. My heart is and gold. I'm a pirate down of my soul. And I don't back down, not at all. Find out when the cannons explode. From the sidelines down to the post. Put it down like night even close. Every first down, every touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the red going like a hurricane.